1: Hey, hope you're doing well. This is Samson Folk. You're listening to the Raptors Extra Weekly Podcast, wherein I have a little bit more freedom to talk about things that interest me. And today, I think the second artist I've ever had on the podcast, the first, uh, the fantastic Dana Smart, Great Day 92. But today, somebody who last year started doing game day posters for the Raptors, turned out 43 consecutive posters, and then said, For the 2021-2022 season, I'm going to try and do 82. It's currently doing some for Sportsnet. Has been churning them out like crazy. Every day I get to wake up, and maybe not in the morning, but at some point in the day, look at these cool posters. Look at the way that the game is distilled into one thing, one picture, and marvel at somebody who could do such a thing. And the guy is here today to talk with me about art in basketball, iconography, and some of the, I guess, interpretations that he has for his illustrations. Tristan, you can find him on Twitter at halfgood underscore. His work is fantastic and uh, by all means a great man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. That was an amazing introduction. Thank you so much for the kind
1: words. I've become known for my introductions. That's kind of, you know, a thing of mine, you know.
0: I mean i think that was probably the greatest introduction i've ever had in my entire life for anything so I, i that crown is now yours
1: well i thought since you are fundamentally i think you are the king of introductions in the way that you introduce a game via the game day poster i thought you deserved a really good one as well and that's my first question honestly is how the hell do you even begin to think about distilling a matchup into a picture and i ask this because You make the game like you present it, like here comes the game. And in my work, I talk about the game for like 15 minutes. I write like a thousand word article afterwards about small parts of the game. And you have the job of taking a game that's upcoming and making it into a picture as somebody who sometimes doesn't even feel like I get to capture what I want to when I have, you know, the freedom of all these words of the expression of my own voice. I am mystified by your ability to, you know, melt it down into a singular picture. How do you do such a thing?
0: It's basically like I take the comparison of a movie poster, a movie poster is something that would convey as much information as possible just within a single frame. And I basically take that mindset and put it towards basketball, which, uh, it becomes very taxing sometimes, but it's I have a lot of resources to draw from through pop culture or from music, the game itself. Uh, so it's basically just looking at each individual game as kind of a new opportunity, much like basketball players I'm sure must feel as well. So it's one game at a time. Um, and I try to either highlight something that's happening with the team or something that's happening in the NBA, or it could just be like a cool idea i thought of weeks ago when i'm finally getting to uh to draw it out
1: Mm. so have you have you been able to do every single game so far this year forgive me i haven't seen every single one but have you been on on pace
0: oh yeah yeah i am uh i think tonight is number 69 of 82. so uh it's that i did last season and just trying basically half a season's worth of games and illustrating them in just black and white, I said, enough about that. I'm going to do full color. I want to push myself creatively. And uh, here we are, like kind of hitting the home stretch here. But yeah, I haven't missed a game. I even illustrated one for the the canceled Chicago Bulls game in uh, the end of December. Just because um, I wasn't sure if they were going to play. And I came to
1: have a poster. A completionist, if there ever was one. So if the Raptors are involved in 82 games and, you know, however, I guess it'd be 29 teams are involved. You have to rely on maybe repeating things with the Raptors or being more inventive with the Raptors side of things. Do you have a muse on the Raptors? Is it the Raptor itself? How do you portray them most often?
0: It's... Is the raptor mascot the imagery of the raptor? And basically everything that preceded Toronto even having a basketball team, whether it was Jurassic Park or kind of the the dinosaur fever that I had as a kid growing up when Jurassic Park was being released, uh, taking a lot of those images uh, from pop culture, even the raptor mascot himself, they, they do a lot of things during the game or during broadcasts that are easy to draw from and take inspiration from because the Raptor mascot is one of the best in the league in terms of the fan interaction, even player interaction you see with uh, Devin Booker. It's, it's a really interesting source to draw from. And obviously uh, the players themselves, I think, uh, Scotty Barnes is just the ultimate vibe of this team. Not to mention Kerry, Trent, and Fred, and everyone else. But drawing from those players, from the coaches, basically anything that I can uh, get my hands on with the NBA, uh, I'm constantly taking notes or drawing little sketches in whatever piece of paper that's around me, and bringing that to uh, to fruition.
1: And you mentioned how, you know, the iconography of Jurassic Park that predates even the Raptors that had an impact on you. And I'm curious what motif, what maybe era of movie posters lives largest in your mind to pull from. Uh,
0: It's. It's very much. I remember growing up and seeing uh, the VHS cover for Big Trouble in Little China, the John Carpenter, Kurt Russell movie. (laughs) Uh, and that's something like the colors on that, the, uh, the art on that, uh, VHS box, if that really drew my eye, even as a child, and I don't know when I saw that movie, it must have been maybe six or seven, but, uh, that was something that really kind of opened my eyes to what movie art could be. And obviously other John Carpenter movies like The Thing and, uh, there are obscure ones that I just Google, thinking, "Okay, uh, French New Wave movie posters. Like, who are the artists behind these?" And diet deep diving into, uh, you know, other people's works and what they what they brought throughout their careers. Uh, so yeah, it is a lot of deep diving, a lot of research, and uh, yeah, just pulling on particular threads and. Uh, seeing if that can lead to a Raptors game day poster.
1: Is there anything you feel particularly confident that you're able to communicate or convey?
0: Um, I would like to say that I am able to communicate through the posters, uh, a sense of excitement, uh, Mm. a a sense of uh, um, passion that I have for basketball and particularly this team. Uh, because I, I I want people to be excited the Raptors are playing, even if they're in a slump or things aren't going their way. you know, like I said before, each game is a new game, because they bring a new poster, and I've had messages from people that say, like one, they didn't even know a game was happening that day, so it gives them the date and time of uh, the game for that day. And they look forward to to seeing what I can come up with next. So, yeah, I think that sense of excitement that uh, I feel when there's a Raptors game, I can push that out on everyone else as well.
1: Okay, and this this question is a little bit more difficult to answer because it's it's stuff that people probably write thesis papers about. And your answer doesn't have to be that in depth or anything like that. But you and I both do this thing that is in the periphery of sport, but isn't the sport itself. That is how powerful sport is in this world. That is how iconic sport is in this world, is that we get to do work and we don't even participate. Myself in analysis and reporting yourself in the art around it. And it's all about iconography, that people enjoy these mediums of human existence and human accomplishment so much that they want to revel in it even further. In doing so, they may interact with the art, Every day before the game, in doing so, they may interact with, you know, my writing after the game, and I'm curious, how do you think iconography helps to sell the game?
0: Uh, well, it's, I think as the NBA has uh, cast a wider net and reached a, a larger audience over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, I think uh, people are kind of tapped in now, especially with social media. Um, they want to know what's happening with the players like even when they're not on the court and what their lives look like and just getting more uh, content more media from this sport that they love and maybe they love it because they love LeBron James the person or maybe they love it because they grew up watching the sport and now that it's more in their eye they want to pay more attention to it something's caught their attention so they're going to you know, look at, um, Fred Van Vliet and find him on Instagram. Oh, and he's released, uh, say some merchandise who's now linked himself to an artist that's created that obviously the great Casey Banner. And so you can find these thorough threads through it. So I think as, uh, as the sport grows and more people are kind of, uh, brought in or hooked by watching the game, they want to, uh, you know, really be a part of it. They want to see more of it, see maybe a different interpretation of the game. And I think that's what uh, myself and a lot of the great Canadian artists can bring to the table with uh, basketball art, as
1: niche as it is. It is niche, but I think it's it's fantastic. And I certainly, I like art of a bunch of different styles, but basketball art is so, you know, intrinsically tied to what I do currently. That it's just mm-hmm. great to see how, how creative people can be in a more limited sense. Because th- that's the one thing that I'm I'm so impressed with your work or or Dana's work, for example, is that in what is described as like a niche field, what is, you know, supposed to be limiting, I think that both of you find, you know, limitless ways to be creative and to tell different stories of it. And I think that's really cool. The thing I want to talk about next though is just basketball in general. When you became a Raptors fan, how did that happen? What drove you to this point?
0: My mother was the one that got me into basketball to start. Uh, when I was growing up, my mom and dad would buy us all tickets to see the Raptors first two seasons at the Skydome and I think would buy tickets at Shoppers Drug Mart and I think they were five or $10 a piece. And we'd sit up in the 500 levels with binoculars watching uh, a basketball game that felt, you know, miles away. Uh, and that even just those experiences really kind of cemented themselves with me and uh, got me to sign up to play Raptor ball rec league when I was a kid. Um, my mom played uh, pickup basketball uh, with a bunch of other uh, women just on Wednesday nights that I would come out with her and shoot around before the game. And if they were short on people, I would sub in like as an 11 year old. And that was my first introduction to the, the game and the, the team. And as it, as I grew older, I kind of waned away from it. But this, I would say almost a uh, renaissance of Raptors media and artists and creatives, like podcasters. They're the ones that have kind of scooped me back into it within the last uh, five or six years. And like, I, I, I credit you, I credit, uh, people like Will Lou and Alex, uh, who really, uh, took deeper dives and are, passionate about the sport. And I'm just trying to capture now that same passion that you all show with your coverage and analysis. I'm just doing it from the uh the art perspective.
1: I think that's so cool that you were that the Raptors made you play bad well, not made you, but impacted you to the point where you said, I want to play basketball now because I didn't grow up in Toronto and I've, I've talked to so many people from Toronto about why they started basketball. And a lot of times the Genesis is the Raptors. Whereas for me, there was a basketball hoop in my driveway and I was playing basketball because I liked basketball, but the Raptors weren't a big part of my household. I didn't have an opportunity to go to games ever until, you know, I finally was able to travel to Toronto as an adult and seeing that, a franchise can have such a large impact, not just on fans, not just on media, not just on artists, but on up and coming players and stuff like that. It is mm-hmm. truly profound.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you. You see the results in the game today from uh, the Canadian players in the league who grew up watching the Raptors, who grew up watching uh, Sodimore and Vince and McGrady and yeah, I think if, if things had turned out differently and maybe I could, uh, I had the muscle strength to hit a three in high school, uh, you know, you might see me out there, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, um, it is interesting how much impact the Raptors have had on not just the sport, but in Canadian culture, because it's, it was very much a, a hockey country and hockey is it, or lacrosse or curling and basketball just wedged itself in there and you know year after year you see new fans uh rooting for the raptors or cheering or buying jerseys or whatever the case may be
1: Mm -hmm. i i really love the idea that there's at least one person out there who started playing basketball because of andrea bargnani that is a very (laughs) wonderful thing
0: i'm sure that there's going to be a bunch of people that jump into your mention, saying that yes, I'm one of those people.
1: <laughs> yeah, a Barnyani Uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> The last, the last thing I want to ask you is about like poetry in motion, art that moves, and that is basketball, actually. And as an artist, as an il- illustrator, when you watch the game, you know a lot of times we think about. I've written about how Paul George moves kind of like water. His drives aren't dependent on him getting to any one point, but just following the downhill flow of the the mountainside that is the half court, the offensive possession, something like that. And Kyrie Irving elicits, I would say, similar emotions from people with the beauty that he plays. And I'm curious what is artistry on the basketball court for some people it's a, a relocation three but is there a singular play that you look at and you say that's art a la Serge Ibaka I I love
0: good defense I love good team defense where people are sliding over and helping and communicating with each other which is uh only because when I play basketball I, Pick up a rec leagues now. I'm very defensive minded. I love to, uh, bait a pass to my assignment so I can jump out in front of it and go for a fast break or make the uh, outlet pass. So I, I have to say that that's where my soft spot is. I love watching, which is such a strange thing to really, uh, uh, be passionate about, but defense for me is it's all about communication, working together, and I think that's that's an art in itself.
1: A passing lane ball hawk. So is your rec league comp OGN and OBI? Is this what I'm hearing?
0: It's uh, our, our rec league prior to uh, the pandemic was called uh, NBA, but it was called No Ballers Allowed because we were all, you know, it's a very, it's a good skill level, but it's uh, not taken very seriously. And uh, (laughs) that's where I get to practice my, my on court
1: art. Very good. Well, I, I think, you know, a good skill level with very little in the way of stakes is really great because, you know, the competition of basketball is fun, but I found, you know, after a lifetime of playing basketball with men typically is that there's a lot of boneheads, like guys will fight, over basketball mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. And if you can find a good group of guys or a good league that is just not willing to entertain throwing hands, you're in a very good spot because they are everywhere. That's what
0: I've heard as well. And I've been lucky enough to fall in with this group of people who are just like such a great team to play with. Because yeah, if if it does come to me playing with a rec league with a bunch of people I don't know. And something like that happens, like I I know you can't see me, but I am not in any physical shape to uh either catch or throw any hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um who, who's your favorite player on the team before we get out of here? I'm curious. Uh, it's
0: it, it varies on a night to night for me between uh Gary Trent and Scotty Barnes because Both of them just bring such a style to their pre-game, their actual game, the post-game. And uh, every night that I watch Scotty Barnes, I just like I'm grateful to have him on the team and I just think, okay, next year will be even better and the year after that will be great Uh, without putting too much expectations on uh, the poor guy. But those two are they're really splitting it for me right now.
1: Have you incorporated the Scotty Barnes fast break look back into any of your art so far?
0: I haven't. And the only reason why I haven't is because, uh, Dana has been doing it so well with her animations. And I just, I see them I'm like, ah, she's, she's got this on lock. (laughs) her,
1: uh, (laughs) her,
0: Her animations are just like crushing it. And so it's, It's been in the back pocket. I definitely have sketched it out. And it's not to say that like data is deterring me from doing this, but uh, I just, I have a very certain level of expectation that I need to meet for myself as well. And uh, it's there. It's going to one day it'll make an appearance, but I'm still workshopping the idea after uh,
1: 60 games. I
0: still haven't (laughs) workshopped (laughs) it.
1: What I'm hearing is that Dane is the Dawn of the Raptors artist um, sphere. And she's said that nobody else can do these things. And she, she holds it. Yeah.
0: She, she, she threw down the gauntlet and, and I'm just uh, sitting there being like, yeah, I can't, I can't pick it up.
1: The Italian heritage.
0: (laughs) 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 But there's, there's so many great artists that like, especially Canadian artists that are in this basketball sphere uh like draw the north like jane like she is someone that i i look up to and uh see what she's doing what they're doing and seeing like oh yeah i need to be as good as these people and draw as much uh uh draw as much as i can to kind of be on their level i always want to not compare myself but just make sure that i'm i'm with them on their level of how great their art is, and how uh, like how much they how they view the game,
1: I'm sure they would say you are, and and I think you are too. And I think that's as good a place to step off the podcast as any. But before we go, do you have any parting shots for the listener?
0: Uh, let me just say um, Raptors fans we can just relax this season. Doesn't need to be all or nothing. I think we have a great team and, you know, we can all just take a breath collectively.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's as good an insight as any Uh, listener. (laughs) If I can, if I can give a plug for Tristan before we get out of here, it takes, for some people, it takes a lot to read an article after a game. For some people, it takes a lot to find time to listen to a podcast or something, or there are pregame pieces that people do that, you know, not everyone gets around to reading. But what Tristan does is gives you a snapshot of the game before the game. And if you could just go to his Twitter account, half underscore, they will be there. And it doesn't require what it would take to write an article. It's just you see it. It adds to your day, it adds to your fandom, and it adds to the overall iconography of the team. It is so low effort for you and so high effort and so rewarding for Tristan that I just, I can't recommend it enough. It's a cool addition to any game day. And uh, yeah, so if you can go over to Twitter, follow him, and uh, click on any links he has there afterwards if you're interested in the art and stuff like that. But Tristan, thank you so much for coming on, man.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great to, a great chat.
1: Yeah, an absolute blast. But okay, listener, thanks for tuning in, whether you got into it in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.